Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I'm Lance Timmerman. Hey, Lance, you know how they say that like uh, dental speakers and lecturing and all that stuff is like super um, like glamorous? Do they say that? Some people think that. I okay. Think. All right. They think it's like five-star restaurants and really nice hotels. I mean, it's like huddling in an airport trying to fight over a outlet because your phone's at zero and you've been delayed for five hours. Right, right. Staying in a shitty Spring Hill suite somewhere and uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Um, uh, uh, last week I had one of those sort of like, why am I doing this again moments? Right, and, right. And uh, this time I, I was, it was not a flight delay or anything like that, which is normally what it is. Uh-huh. I'm at home and my email goes off. It's like a Sunday night. This was like last Sunday night. Okay. And my email goes off and I open it up. It's an email from, you know, somebody on the planning committee for Greater New York Dental Meeting. Oh. If you're not from, yeah. If you're not familiar with Greater New York Dental Meeting, it's like, I don't know. Would you say it's like in the top four biggest dental meetings of the year? Yeah. I, I, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago Midwinter. And then it's like uh-huh. Greater New York's like right after that. Like that's kind of the next one. Yeah. Like it's bigger than ADA, I feel like. It's bigger than CDA. Yeah. It's bigger than the, the Texas meeting. It's, you know, it's in the top three if it's not number one. It's a big deal. Yeah. And so I've I've been contracted to speak there for a while. And then, you know, it's not, they're not like super forthcoming with honorarium or anything. You you sort of take uh-huh. a, you take a, 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 a low ball deal in hopes that other meetings see you there and, you know, bring oh, you okay. to their meeting. It's one of those kind of things. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I get an email. I open it up. It's It's a letter from one of the guys on the committee. And I don't even remember the guy's name. All Whatever. Right. It doesn't okay. matter. Sure. And it basically says, and I, I had it, I sent it to Detola. Um, it basically said like, hey, when you signed a contract, you also agreed to make some pro- promotional videos for your courses and send them to us and also disseminate them on your social media accounts. Okay. And if you don't do that, you're technically in violation of your contract and we may not ask you to speak again. Oh, wow. And it was like, it was a little, I, you know, th- there's probably a better way to word it. Like, hey, we're coming yeah. up on the meeting. It'd be really great if you could do this. Really helps us out. Makes a big deal. You know, whatever. Right. But they kind of went the other way. They sort uh-huh. of went like, you agreed to do this. And if you don't do it, then there's a stick, right? They, they, went, they went stick instead of carrot. Right. And I say, I'm like, fine, whatever. I'm used to doing those. I always do them. I always like, we'll get a, a baseball hat of whatever local team there is. Oh, yeah. And put it on and kind of like the a video. Cosby and his uh, university sweatshirts. <laughs> College. Yeah. Well, I mean, I prefer to sh- a little bit less shy away from those uh, comparisons. <laughs> okay. But I appreciate the sentiment. Thanks, Lance. Uh-huh. Um, so I like, I was planning on doing one anyway, threw on a Mets hat, did one like the next day. Okay. But within like 15 minutes, Stanley, so all the other, the other thing about this email was that it was not sent blind carbon copy. Oh. 
<laughs> it was just sent with everybody's email address in it, <laughs> okay. which means that you can reply all. All, yeah. And people started replying all. Oh, shit. And uh, <laughs> Stan Malamed was the first one. Oh. And he was like, I will do it, but I... I file a grievous protest to this. I did not. I did not enjoy the wording of that email. Uh-huh. And then a few minutes later, a guy named Ron Kaminer. I don't. Do you know Ron Kaminer? I do. I do. <laughs> Ron's from New York. He uh-huh. doesn't take a lot of shit. No. And so Ron, Ron like laid the wood. It's like <laughs> my courses are going to sell out anyway. And so your courses are free on the exhibit hall floor. Calm <laughs> right. down. Yeah, like yeah. let's not get too crazy. You're, it's not like you're. It's not right. like you're selling out Carnegie Hall. Come uh-huh. on. Um, but it's like my courses are going to sell out anyway. I've done I've done this meeting for years. I don't like this tone. And then I don't remember who. It was. I mean, I know who. It was. I just don't want to say their name. Oh, okay. Someone came on came in off the top rope, oh, like oh. the supremest flex of all time. Right. It was just like can't cancel my lecture. I will not be spoken to like that. Wow. It's like oh my <laughs> god. It was so it turned into the craziest thing. The next day, so this is Sunday night, Monday. Uh-huh. We get an email from Robert Edwab, who's an oral surgeon, and he's been in charge of the Greater New York General Meeting forever. Mm, okay. <laughs> and he just threw whoever sent that email out on Sunday, just threw him under the bus. Just like that email went out without anybody's, like no one had given them permission to do this. Like, just completely threw this guy under the bus. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, certainly we value all of you and blah, blah, blah. It was obviously just like a, you know, a patch job uh-huh. after everybody was pissed off. And so yeah, I did my videos that morning. It was like I had a, I had like an extra 10 minutes in my schedule. So I, I shot it real quick uh-huh. um, and, and I sent it over to him. And I was just like, I'm sure you guys are having a rough day. Here's my video. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry that today's so terrible for you. I'm sure it's going to be right. even worse as the day goes on. So <laughs> like... <laughs> These are adults, you yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. It's just like, yeah, they, they it, there's, it definitely could have worded the email better for sure, right? And then also, people didn't have to like start flying it off the top rope. So there's like two two faults involved. But like, I, here's my question, Lance: okay. Have you ever seen like a, a video on Facebook that's like, oh my god, like that's just shot with someone's iPhone about like what a course is going to be? It's been like, oh my god, I have to go to that course now. I wasn't going to go. I think I've seen videos like that, and I kept scrolling. Yeah, I mean, so, I, you know, I, I get, I get their want of them. Sure. I just don't know how much they move the needle. I mean, I just, you yeah, know, see, I can't imagine you seeing that video of Stan Malamed and just being like, yeah, I have, I have to draw him like one of my French girls, and like having, <laughs> you know, just dropping all of your Thanksgiving plans to go to Greater New York, like exactly. if you weren't already going to go. So yeah, yeah, but it's it's rare that those types of things. Or with the, the deciding vote. Yeah. So if I yeah, was going to go, I, I plan to go well in advance. I made a Knicks joke in Uh-oh. mine, which may not may not be great, but oh, I feel like even Knicks fans make Knicks jokes. And yeah, I made a true. Jets. Yeah, I made a Jets joke as well. So, okay. Um, I, I I pounded on those guys a little bit, but I also feel like those those the fans of those teams uh-huh. understand that those teams are garbage. Yeah, I, I don't think they would argue because they can't. Yeah. Knicks fans, where are you at? Come uh-huh. at me. Both of you. But yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just always fun. It's always fun to see stuff like that. Yeah. I love I love seeing adults overreact to stuff. And I love to see like the snarky letter come out too. Like, uh-huh. come on. Like I, the old, you know. Old curmudgeons, get off my porch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like the I you know, the people that are writing the emails, uh-huh. You know, like sixty year old, like what 
does Stanley Malamed have an Instagram feed? Like, what? Why right. are we? <laughs> right. I'm gonna. I'm looking here. Does Stanley Malamed have Instagram? How do you spell Malamed? I don't know. M A L A M A D. I don't know. Okay, so there is a doctor. There's an account that's. Uh, it says the the username is S F M D D S. And it says, like in the description, Dr. Stanley F. Malamed. There's no profile picture. There's no post. He has 17 <laughs> followers. Let's see who's following Stanley Malamed. Uh-huh. There's nothing on here. There's. Uh, uh-huh. It looks like mainly foreign dentists who are following this account. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, the, the answer is technically, yes, Stanley Malamed does have an Instagram. That his granddaughter made for him. God, wouldn't it be amazing if he just had like if he was just like a thirst queen? If Stanley Malamed was a thirst queen, like it was just all selfies and like right. stories of filters and stuff like that. Like, God, that would be the best. All these nothing Snapchat. would give me more delight. Than yeah, that. that'd be a yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my God, I I only I can only wish. It's funny. Lance, this is an advice show. It's a shitty one. <laughs> we answer your questions. We answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit! We strive to help dentists and dental team members with their own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best dental conference? Because we all know that the Greater New York Dental Meeting right after Thanksgiving is the greatest <laughs> dental of all time. Yeah. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. By the way, I'm looking at the at the like the layout of like the, the schedule of the meeting. Uh-huh. And Gordon is doing his like restorative pearls lecture. Yeah. On like Monday morning. Guess who they have also doing restorative pearls on Monday morning at the exact same time? Would that be you? That would be me. Great. Awesome. Great choice. So, so awesome. Gordon will have 700 people in his room and I'll have five. <laughs> so uh-huh. that'll be great. It doesn't matter. It's the same. It's the same pain no matter what. So there you go. Reddit user Forcenet5 asks, intense toothache. Hello, Dennis. About a week ago, I took a hit to the left side of my face. I was bleeding a lot and the tip of my carnivorous tooth chipped off. I cleaned the blood and thought nothing of it due to the fact that I felt no pain. However, a week later today... My teeth are experiencing the worst pain ever. What should I do? Maybe Lance, see if your herbivorous teeth would help. I love the idea of a <laughs> carnivorous tooth. Uh huh. I like the whole body is is vegan or, yeah. or vegetarian. Yeah. Except except number twenty three. Except that one. You you like your vegan friend chowing on a cheeseburger. Uh huh. Like, Lydia, what, what's up? <laughs> what's going on? Oh, this is uh, this isn't for me. This is it's not what you think. It's it's for my carnivorous tooth. You know, my number twenty three <laughs> is carnivorous. I'm vegan. I'm gluten free. I'm vegan AF. <laughs> but my number twenty three is like carnivorous. So you know, you got to do what you got to do. This carnivorous tooth. Do you have any carnivorous teeth? Lance? I believe I do. I just You think all of your teeth are carnivorous? I'm just not sure which. Which one? That's the problem. Yeah. Is you got to test it. Yeah. You got it. You got to do the the test. How how could we come up with, you know, because that seems like 
you know, like the 23andMe and the Ancestry sort of DNA right. test. That seems to right. be all the rage. Uh-huh. We got to come up with a way to help people attest to help them figure out what which one is their carnivorous tooth. Hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be helpful. I I have a little idea. I don't know what you're going to think of it. Oh. How about this? Okay. To know if you have a carnivorous tooth or not, you just get a handpiece and start drilling into the middle of it. And if it starts to bleed, it's carnivorous. Oh. That seems that seems like like a, a that seems normal, right? That like Does I it? feel like that's a good test. Okay. And if it doesn't, if you get into the tooth, you know, if you bury that burr into a tooth and it doesn't bleed, it's not carnivorous. It's 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 either om, omnivorous. Uh huh. Is that what an omnivore is? Omnivorous. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or it's vegetarian, or it's it's even vegan. Okay. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll um I'll allow it. What tooth do you <laughs> think is the most carnivorous tooth that we have? It's got to be the canine. Yeah. That's I see. I was thinking. I went with twenty three. Just to be, di- you know, just yeah. because I think everyone's thinking like six, you yeah. know, uh, that's why I went with like, like just a lower lateral uh-huh. uh, yeah. in, in, in the little bit. I see what you did there. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Like, that's <laughs> what, <laughs> how do you end up with carnivorous tooth I... from canine other than they start with the first two letters? Yeah, yeah, it's it's um as like oh you could also say like oh my Californian tooth because that starts with the same two letters. <laughs> my Californian tooth is is well, craving avocado. My, my cumulonimbus tooth. Yes. Is uh yeah. Oh, carnivorous <laughs> tooth. I love how when people are trying to sound really intelligent, so they throw out a word yeah, that they think yeah. kind of might, and the, but all it does is prove you're stupid. Well, yeah, I mean, they also double prove they're stupid when uh-huh. they um, don't see a dentist. Well, that's like <laughs> such an obvious thing. I have a severe toothache. What should I do? Yeah, well, I got stabbed in the neck. What should I do, Lance? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me go under Reddit and see what yeah. people say I should do. Uh huh. <sighs> you live next door to the ER, but no, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to check Reddit real first. Yeah, let's real check fast. Reddit first. Let's check into Forcenet because I just have to see. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> from the subreddit, what is this thing? The title of the post is "Pulled this from my scalp. It's super thick. God. Is it hair?" <laughs> and then there's a picture of what looks like a clump of hairs matted together, but there's no comments on it. So wow, it's it's a little hard to tell what it is, but it. I mean, it. Huh. I, I will grant him that it doesn't super look like hair, but you also pulled it from your scalp. So my guess is it's at least well, it's not good. Hair. I mean, uh, okay. oh, but listen to this. The post before that. Uh, let's see what day. Let me figure out days here. It just says four months ago. It doesn't give me an exact date. So both within four months ago. In the subreddit of hair care science, head and shoulders clinical strength? Is it just me or is it clinical strength version of head and shoulders much better for hair health than the white bottles? The white bottles just seem drying. How could this be? Maybe that could have something to do with what you pulled from your scalp. Maybe, uh, yeah. Um, wow. Seems a correlation. Holy shit. Um, wow. 
He wants to learn how to play chess. We've seen that before. Uh, and the suburb of hair. Dandruff cure with conditioner. Okay, so all shampoos dry out my hair and scalp. But after washing my hair with just head and shoulders conditioner, I have no flakes. Is this safe to keep washing with only conditioner? Lance, can you wash your hair with conditioner? That's not as effective. I'll give you Shampoo that. is better. <laughs> it's all I think of when I'm like reading that was. <laughs> can I ask you a question? Uh, probably. Do you condition your hair? I don't. <laughs> Does any male? Like seriously? <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's it's the two or one or nothing, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's uh. Oh our- my god! Oh my god! <laughs> In the subreddit of male hair advice, lotion as shampoo? Ever since the first grade, I've had bad dandruff. I stopped shampooing and only condition it. It sort of helped. Would lotion be dangerous cure for dry scalp? Oh, God. Um, is is lotion shampoo? Not last I checked. Why don't you just try some petroleum jelly? <laughs> Why don't you go to a dermatologist? <laughs> How about you get some actual medical uh, advice from someone trained? Oh, God. In the suburb of pomade. There's a <laughs> subreddit for pomade. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I have shaved sides and three to four inch hair on top. I usually do a classic comb over or slick back with LA Looks Extreme Hold Gel. Ooh. What's a pomade alternative? Clay. LA looks extreme hold gel, yet we're having problems yeah. with shampoo. Yeah. Like you're 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 willing to invest in that shit, but really into hair. Apparently. Call Paul Mitchell. I bet he knows. Or Vidal Sassoon? Yeah, Vidal's a good one. I like yeah. him. Uh, the classic comb over. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we all we all know. All you got to do is just say salon. You say it that correctly, and salon, and your hair is stimulated. Oh, the, just the French accent does it. It <laughs> stimulates the follicles, huh? No, uh, I do like that idea on uh, SNL and uh, uh, what's his bucket? Little blonde guy from Arizona, um, David Joe Spade. Dirt. What what's his bucket? David Spade. There we go. What's David. his bucket? The little blonde guy from Arizona. <laughs> Jesus, Lance, <laughs> turning into my mother. Uh, I love how you knew he was where he was from, but not his name. I love that, and it's like it's not like he wears like a uh-huh. Arizona State University sweatshirt. Like uh-huh. every time you see him, uh. it's a classic skit. You should look it up. I will. I will. Let me oh, hold on. Let me type this in. What's his bucket from Arizona? See what comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea, though, of of sort of the French like salon uh-huh. saying it that way, and then that like just that, just the intonation from that uh-huh. from that verbiage really makes the the big difference on on your hair. Um, maybe like maybe instead of lotion or what was he using? Ellie looks extreme. Maybe uh-huh. he could use some some creme fresh. That you know <laughs> that might help. Yeah, as maybe. Well. Um, maybe. Jeez, this guy's. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, have you ever considered looking on Reddit for hair care information or advice? I've never considered Reddit for advice at all. For anything, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I am with you. I am with you. 
Jeez. Question two. Reddit user Elnrith asks, concerned about a crown my wife got. So there's been a number of things that made us uncomfortable with our current dentist. But it has been mostly minor things until now. We are going to change dentist soon. However, my wife just got to get crowns, which took about two weeks to order, make, and be put in. The crowns are coated metal, but one, you can see a small strip of the metal, and the dentist said they ran out of porcelain. (laughs) (laughs) Is this normal? Should we follow up somehow? Our insurance covered the whole thing. Should we alert them? Maybe I'm just worried over nothing. That is awesome. Ran out of porcelain. That is so awesome. Lance, have you ever ran out of porcelain? Well, I've run out of sugar. I've run out of butter. But I don't recall ever running out of porcelain. You've run out of Fs before. I know that. Oh, I ran out of fucks 15 years ago. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Ran out of porcelain. (laughs) (laughs) This has got to be one of those stories where the patient just simply did not understand what the dentist actually (laughs) said. Because there's no dentist dumb enough to actually say that, right? (laughs) It's called a metal margin. It's, it's, uh... well, okay. So that's what I thought. Oh. And yet, <laughs> reading through this, oh no! The so somebody asked, "Where is the strip of metal?" Uh, I, I'm assuming, just like all of us, assuming it was a metal margin, right? The strip of metal is on the top, down the center. I guess you could call it the biting surface of it. Still has the shape, but there's just no porcelain there. Ran out of porcelain. So there's a strip of metal, I so, guess, down the central groove. So it sounds to me like the the person I have seen old school dentists do this, where the actual occlusion happens. They want them biting against metal, and so it's like an island of metal, uh, and then surrounded by porcelain. I, it looks stupid. It's actually ridiculous to do, but I've seen it. But it's not a strip. It's usually like so. A, let's a, say island. you did that. Let's say you did that and whatever. Like that's if uh-huh. you want to keep all your occlusion on metal, go with God, I guess. Uh-huh. I, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's cool with me, bro. What, you make yeah. the decision. You, you do you. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> Would you tell the patient that they. No. That you oh. ran out of porcelain? No, you say it was by design, you dumbass. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, we did that strategically because of this. It's like Pee Wee Herman fell off his bike. He got up and he says, I meant to do that. Ran out of porcelain. Ran out. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Could you imagine a lab like sending that back <laughs> with a note? Sorry. Because like, Ran you out. know, when you get a note back from the lab, what what would it normally say? Uh, Please adjust the opposing tooth. Please adjust opposing. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Check. Check for this. Check for that. Uh-huh. I've never gotten a note back. This like, oh. Oops. Sorry, dog. We done run out of porcelain. Ran out. Porcelain's on back order. Call me next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's... Just, I think it's a feldspar shortage and yeah, diatomaceous earth, and, and we just are we plumb out of it. Plumb out of it. It's just a bad week. <laughs> Jesus. 
Uh, this, this also reminds me of the guys, um, we had some fixed pro or I'm sorry, removable pros guys, um, who were just real. I mean, I, I don't want to say they were pains in the asses cause they, they really did put a lot of attention to detail, but for no uh-huh. other reason than like self edification, right. Into okay. some of their dentures. And so they would show these dentures that they did amalgams on some of the molars, like so that it looked like you know, so that yeah. it looked more natural. Sure. So you, the the process behind that is you get a denture back from the lab, and then you seriously like take it into your operatory oh. and take a three thirty burr uh-huh. and just prep some occlusals into a denture and pack some amalgam and carve it. Are, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. But they would show these slides of it, and like I guess that used to be a thing. Huh. That's. Crazy. I, you know, I guess if so, if you do a PFM and you want to make it look like they have an MOD amalgam in there, this is the that's, way you do it. That's one way. Yeah. And then you, and then you tell the patient and we just done run, we just plumb <laughs> run out of porcelain. <laughs> Miscalculated. Yeah. I did my math wrong. I forgot to carry <laughs> the ones. Christ. Wow. Ran out of porcelain. Why wouldn't you just tell him the truth? Yeah, the that, truth that's... is fine. The truth is hell be- hella better than <laughs> the that. The truth is better. Yes. Why would you lie and make yourself look so stupid? Oh, uh, my God. Let's I've, look into this first. I've often said this in my office. My inferior colleagues make my job harder. I just, this is like <laughs> maniacal. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the person who lies, uh-huh. like the compulsive liar, right? When there's nothing to gain from the lie, right? Exactly. I totally get like you're at a bar and you're telling some lady that you've got you know whatever a a, a, a ski house and veil, right? Cool, like you're telling her that lie so that hopefully you get laid, right? What are you hoping to get out of the patient by telling them they ran out of porcelain? Yeah, I do not I... understand what that gets you. That, that it just doesn't make shit. any sense whatsoever. Because even if you ran out of porcelain, um, it you do the porcelain after the metal, so the the metal itself would be severely out of occlusion then. Because if you had anticipated the porcelain to be there, I mean, it's just nonsensical. So here is a good uh, question in that this same person posted in relationships. Uh I, 24 male, want to ask my grandparents, 80 plus years old, for something when they're gone. What's the best way to ask this? Oh my hell. My grandparents lately have been talking like it's their time to go, which is tough. (laughs) When you're 84, it's it's pretty much any day now. (laughs) True. (laughs) Well, that's a whole nother can of worms. Right. It brought something to my attention. You see, my grandparents have this little box. It's not super expensive or anything like that. It's sort of a music box. All that's in it is an array of bells and chimes you flip upside down to make the noise. It has little magnets that drop small metal beads onto the chimes. I know it probably seems silly, but it's the only thing of theirs that I really want. Whenever I visit them, I always kept it in my room because it helped me relax and sleep. I don't know how to ask them for it without seeming greedy. Or like I think they're a ticking time bomb or something. What do I say? How do we even bring something like that up? Has anyone else ever had to do this? I'm so lost here. GLDR, I want to ask my grandparents for something inexpensive when they pass. How do I do this? Edit, sorry for the typo in the title. Um, 
how would you do this? Like, do you have any? Do you have any grandparents that are still around? I do not. Me neither. You know, I, 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 we can all identify with this, right? Like we yeah. can all identify with there's like being like like this exactly something like this, like a music box or something that just will remind you. So I know that of, my my kids have have expressed great interest in certain items sure. that my folks have, and and my folks have then brought it up. You know, you know, when I'm gone, this this will be yours, right? So it's just more of a natural conversational thing because you've spent so much. Uh, it's been obvious that that was your favorite right. item. But uh, this isn't like asking your grandfather for his for his Patek Philippe wristwatch that's $50,000. This is like a, a nothing thing. Like, hey, this little music box, like, why wouldn't you just tell your grandparents? Like, hey, this is yeah. something I'm going to remember about your house forever. And I would. this is something that I would love to have when you guys are gone. Is that okay? Like, uh-huh. I, don't ha- I don't think they would have any... Like you're plotting their demise or anything like that, like right? Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't see any problem with just asking. Yeah, I don't see. I don't think that would come across poorly at all. So at all, right? Just, Was there anything that you uh, had from your grandparents? No, um, not really. Uh. Uh-uh. There was something that I wanted that was my grandfather's, and my brother got it because he asked first. Mm. Um, my grandfather was in World War II. Um, and at some point he was in the, the European theater. Oh, wow. Um, and at some point him or his battalion or someone, um, took out a kraut. I mean, just <laughs> iced some kraut somewhere huh. on, on a battlefield. And, and, uh, my grandfather just pocketed his Luger from, oh, from cool. the German. It was a German officer. And so he's had this like ger- World War II issue, German officer Luger handgun. Yeah. And I always wanted like that's badass, right? Right. And uh, my brother got it, so oh well. Very cool. Fuck me then, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but that was something like I don't know, you know. And I got it. Like my 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 brother knew my my brother had more time with my grandfather than I did. My grandfather died at like four. Okay. So it made it made more sense, but yeah, yeah. I I don't. I wouldn't feel so like you know, conniving about that. I, I think I'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Over, over that. Um, oh, this is a good one. Uh, ask Reddit. What is a horrible meal for a first date? <laughs> uh, something where they don't use silverware. Yeah. Hand stuff is weird. Yeah. Um, I would say like anything, like <clears throat> if, you have to know because that's going to be partly individual. Right. What you really don't want to do is like, hey, like if we go get fajitas, I'm like torn up on the inside and like it's going to be a uh, right. It's going to be a fireworks show in about 45 minutes. You do not want that. Right. So right. Whatever that is for you know, I think each of us have our own our own our own deal. Um, that would be would be bad. Like yeah, yeah I, like ribs would be tough. I could see that being bad. Yeah. Uh huh. And on the other uh, end of the spectrum, I mean, you go someplace super freaking fancy where you're not even sure which piece of silverware to use. Is this the right fork? I'd hate, right, hate yeah, to prove. Yeah, it can make you look dumb. Yeah. Yeah, you really need to know where you're going and, and sort of some etiquette stuff. A little bit. Um, the worst food, horrible meal for a first date. Yeah, I'm thinking anything. Honestly, okay, so I'm. this just sounds weird, like... Breakfast is a weird meal for a first date. Sure, 
Sure. Because you're not like, that's a weird, hey, do you want to go get some breakfast? That's a strange first date. A little bit. So I'm going to say that's a really tough one. Unless it's the um, first date right after the one night stand. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to go grab a bite. You want to go? Dude, have you seen Back <laughs> to the Future? And you know how like the DeLorean leaves flames on the road? Uh-huh. Like the tire tracks of flame? Right. After the one-nighter, dude, you get the hell out of there. You're not going to breakfast the next morning. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Sharing a cab. I, a lot I of people know. on that thread are saying salad. I think I think salad's not bad. Salad's fine. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're worried about the like the the you know the black triangle catching some uh, spinach or something like that. Eh. But I think salad shows that you're like you're you know you like some roughage. Sh- yeah, and you're showing some restraint. You uh-huh. know, you're not just pounding a cheeseburger and fries. Yeah. Um, uh, Taco Bell would be bad. Um, very just, bad. It's not a good Very look. bad. Tough look there. Um, yeah. Anything where you make no. her pay, that would be bad. Yeah. That's also bad. <laughs> yeah. That's also bad. Oh, I forgot my wallet. Uh, you got this? How about this one? Ask Reddit. I need to settle an argument between me and a roommate. Without looking it up, how many of you know what a broiler is? You mean like... Do you know what a broiler is? I mean, I know how to broil, and a broiler is a nice steak restaurant. I mean... I mean, it's... I'm assuming that they're talking about like the setting on your oven and the shelf on your oven okay yeah i mean right that's a that would be a broil where it gets up to what a thousand degrees or something like yeah that. and you got that little pan with the holes in it that you put really close to it so you get yeah yeah but also a the, bro, broiler is a, is a steak restaurant where they're gonna okay same sort of deal just probably much nicer uh-huh. obviously so he has that seven years ago oh and then like the very next post he did, I've asked this before, but never got a reply. How many of you know what a broiler is? No replies to that one either. <laughs> so no one gives two shits. No apparently. one's interested. <laughs> yeah, no one's interested. Oh, this is a good one. Ask Reddit. Waiters of Reddit, has anyone actually asked you to send their compliments to the chef? Did you do it? That's such a cheese ball. Like wow, sitcom. wow. That's- Nobody gives a shit. Um. I mean, I, like, wow, that was great. I, but I would never say my compliments to the chef. Oh, like you're eating at Chili's. My compliments to the chef. Son, there's no chef here. There's never been a chef in this restaurant. It's never happened. A chef has never set foot into this place. Um, <laughs> just so stupid. Oh. All right, I think we've milked everything we can. I, milk I think we may guy. have, yeah. <laughs> My compliments to the chef. Oh, I hope he worked at Applebee's. Please, God. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> well, fun fact: a broiler is any chicken bred and raised specifically for uh, meat production. Oh, okay. Huh. Interesting. Who knew? That wouldn't have been. What I would have thought. No, no, me neither. Um, let's see. All right. Reddit question three. From Reddit user Pavlovian Dog. Bit into crab legs a couple times with dental implant. 
I got seafood takeout tonight and realized I didn't have a seafood cracker. Since I was pretty hungry, <laughs> I bit down on a couple of I bit down a couple of times to see if I could crack the legs a bit with my teeth. After I did this, it occurred to me that this might not be a great idea for my implant. This implant had to be fixed about six months ago, so I'm a little nervous. I might have damaged it. I've had the screw break on me. Wow. So, yeah. Teeth are not a tool. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. And Implants if you've already had a fucking problem with it six months ago... Right. What are you doing? You you've already forgotten? I'm sure it wasn't a cheap lesson either. I have to ask this. Uh oh. Because I get caught up in these details. Okay. Bit into crab legs. Uh-huh. In the title. And it says, I got seafood takeout tonight. Is there a worse food to get takeout than like crab legs and seafood? It that's got to be in the top five of worst takeout foods. Yeah, I guess. I hadn't thought of that. I mean, yeah. So crab is like a basically a bug that lives in the ocean, right? right. Shrimp are the same way. Yep. They're just insects that live in the ocean. Yep. If I'm gonna eat crab legs, those fuckers need to be piping hot with some like boiling butter on the side. Yeah. And lemon wedges in those little pantyhose, right? For sure. And I need I need the bib, I need the whole I need the rangers that come with it, you know? Yeah. I need all that. You're not getting that at home. That's first that's so that's that's how you ended up in this problem is that you don't who has that shit at home anyway. Right. And by the time it gets to you on DoorDash or Grubhub or Uber <laughs> Eats or uh -huh. whatever garbage delivery service that like it's it's gonna be room temperature. Who wants to eat room temperature crab legs? Yeah, that's uh, not my favorite kind, for sure. What's a worse takeout food than crab legs? Uh, Safeway sushi? Well, so that's just sushi. <laughs> that's Safeway sushi. Yeah. Good sushi actually is a decent takeout right. because it's not... Like, if you're getting a, a good traditional sushi, you're not relying on it being hot. Right, right. I was just trying to think I, of what would be... I. Hmm. So I think steak is... A, I would never get takeout steak. Right, yeah, that that just seems yeah. counterproductive. When I get steak, like I want I want it to be like, oh, watch out, this plate is hot. Exactly. You know, exactly. there's like a, 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 a puddle of boiling butter on the plate. Yeah, right? like seared that's at what I don't, 1,800 degrees. It, absolutely. Yeah. Like the Ruth Chris sort of Morton Steakhouse thing. Yeah. I do not want it like, oh, it spent 30 minutes in the back of Raul's Toyota Camry <laughs> while he sucked on his jewel vape as he drove over here. Uh -huh. right? Like that's not my idea of a good time. Right, right. I mean, obviously, the, the, the reigning champion of takeout is pizza forever and ever. And of course. To beat that. That's right. Chicken wings are good takeout. Okay. Chicken wings do okay. All right. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of, like, burgers or anything like that. Like, there's drive-through and there's takeout. Okay. To me, that's different. Yeah. Takeout to me is, like, I'm having Grubhub or Uber Eats get it, and I'll get it 30 minutes later. And I, it just is, like, a burger is salt. It's always soggy. It's never great. We had we got takeout tonight because Andrew worked late. 
Okay. And we got like a deli, like a local, de- like McAllister's Deli. I think it's a somewhat of a chain, um, although they may not have it up there. Um, no. They're like a like a chef salad. Okay. The salad's like the be- like next to pizza salad like holds up the best. Sure. Because it's there's nothing really hot about it, and it just you you know you just do your thing. Right. Um, but sandwiches generally like soggy, not good. Could you imagine like getting salmon, like a salmon fillet or something takeout? And just like lukewarm. Huh. Yeah, I not the way I'd want it, but okay. Chinese food is great. Yeah. That's always a good take. I'm looking I'm just like looking at Grubhub right now just to kind of see like oh, what's, okay. what's recommending. Um tacos, you know, I, I Mixed feelings because yeah. they, they could be good. Depends because like, if a crispy taco, I got to eat right away because by the time you get home, it's become soggy and it's it doesn't have that crunch. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so it's got to be the right taco. But like, we've gotten like fajita takeout before, uh-huh. and, and and those are generally done pretty well. It's like just the meat, yeah, and it's in like this this metal tin. It's all packed up, right? So you kind of make it on your own. Yeah, that works so okay. That's, that always works okay. Yeah. Um, spaghetti actually does okay, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Sp- spaghetti's always better the next day anyway. I don't know if you've ever felt that. Uh, not a fan, but I'm not really a fan of much of anything the next day. Okay. So I, I'm not a huge takeout or a huge um, leftovers guy uh-huh. but spaghetti something i'll always eat leftover because it like gives the sauce more time to soak in and stuff like that like yeah. spaghetti is really good sure really good yeah. um thai food's always good takeout uh-huh yeah thai food does well um but yeah man crap likes is like not high on my list of like shit i'm gonna get no no takeout. barbecue does well they generally pack that up pretty good yeah anything you're gonna Barbecue's need a tool a special tool uh Unless they're right. giving that tool to you, yeah, that's just you're asking for trouble. That's here's another thing that I'm I'm way down on for takeout. There's a, a breakfast place here called Snooze. I don't know if they have them in Washington State. It's like started no. in Denver. Uh-uh. It's in a bunch of states now, like two hundred some locations. It's kind of a, one of our just typical like brunch places. And they do a bunch of takeout business. And like just pancakes and waffles takeout. It's not good. Those things, like, pancakes need to be piping hot when you eat them. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Waffles need to be piping hot. Yep. And take out, like, room temperature waffles, room temperature pancakes. It's not sound Room temperature eggs. Yeah. It's not sound good. No. I think breakfast is in the top five of, like, horrible takeout things. Yeah. Yeah, I think anything you're right. fish, steak, fish, breakfast, and then anything, like, with, with soggy bread. Uh-huh. I'm out. I'm out on all that. Yeah. Good call. So, yeah, is it a good idea for her to bite on crab legs? No. No. Not a good idea. As a rule? No. Especially after you've broken a screw. Yeah. It's not saying which tooth it is, but I don't think it really matters. I'm assuming it's an anterior. Okay. Right? I mean, how else could you... Canine, yeah, premolar in that area. If you're trying to... Maybe. Throw the leg in there to chomp on it. Yeah. But even that, I, I. Why are you getting crab legs takeout? Yeah, crab. I mean, you need that at the least that little fork. The any of the, like, yeah. Wh- where's your melted butter? Yeah. Anything. How are you eating it without melted butter? God, yeah, that's I, just. I'm I'm more hung up on that than I am her biting on it. 
<laughs> that's uh-huh. more of an issue for me. Right, right. Is the fact that you would get crab legs takeout. That's insanity. Yeah, I would only consider it if it was already, you know, deshelled. Uh, all right, let's look at this person's post history. Um A lot of stuff about a movie called Midsummer, which I never saw as a horror movie. A lot of Netflix stuff. Huh. Oh, Netflix best of subreddit shows that put you in a sexy mood and are also good. <laughs> huh. All right. Isn't the point like, all right, so if we're going to like quote unquote, as the kids say, Netflix and chill, that means uh-huh. you're not actually going to watch any Netflix, right? Right. So does it matter if the show is good? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to miss it. Uh-huh. You're going to miss the show. I thought it was overproduced. The acting was what terrible. What is this? <laughs> what is this? In the subreddit of Volvodinia? Huh? I have a hypertonic pelvis floor in vulvar vestibulitis. What is a Volvodinia? I have no idea. Do I need to? I'm not sure. I want to know. Uh, I think I've got to. But now, search for this. Now I'm kind of curious. Vulvodynia is a pain that lasts for three months or longer, is not caused by an infection, skin disorder, or other medical condition. What does vulvodynia feel like? Vulvodynia most commonly is described as burning, stinging, irritation, and rawness. Aching, soreness, throbbing, and swelling also may be felt. Wow, I had never heard of this. Huh. Well, it doesn't sound good. No, it's not good. <laughs> Vulvodynia can be so uncomfortable that some activities can feel unbearable, such as sitting for long periods of time or having sex. Maybe that's why she wants the Netflix show to be good. Right, right. <laughs> because the chill part is not is is not uh, is not comfortable. No. Why? Wow, I had no idea about vulvodynia. Huh. I'm glad, Lance. Are you? Frankly. Oh, well. Good. Glad I did not know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. In the subreddit of sex, looking for a more affordable sex wedge. My husband and I would love to try something like this, and it's a link to something called the Liberator Sex Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> the Liberator Sex Wedge. Um has been called a must-purchase by Tim Ferriss. When I think of sex toy <laughs> advice, Tim Ferriss is my go-to. He is my... It's I. Every year we have... A, you know how like there's Oprah's favorite things? Uh-huh. We have a Tim Ferriss's favorite sex toys. Wow. Wow. It's kind of like... When I'm thinking about lube, I want Patrick Stewart's opinion. <laughs> exactly. Like whatever, whatever Captain Picard says, that's where I rest uh-huh. my... Yeah. My my try dork. <laughs> um okay, we just ran into a real problem here, Lance. Uh oh. Because I thought for sure the title of this episode was gonna be Stanley Malamed Thirst Trap. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm thinking it might be Tim, Tim Ferris's Ferris's sex favorite sex toys. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. Oh, shit. How are we gonna figure that out? Oh, I don't know. I feel like we have to figure this out now. 
I love Stan Stanley Malamed Thirst Trap, but I also love one. Tim Ferriss's favorite sex toys. Uh-huh. Holy shit, Lance. Hmm. We may have to flip a coin. Do you have a coin on I you? I don't. I don't have a coin either. Son of a bitch. Let's uh let's let's do a uh let's do a coin. Let's see if I can uh coin flip. Um okay, hold on. So we're gonna flip it again. Um, so heads is Stanley Malamed thirst trap. Okay. And um Tails is Tim Ferriss's favorite sex toys. Okay. I'm just on, I just Googled coin flip. There's like a little thing on Google that can do this. So oh, I'm gonna hit wow. flip and we're gonna see what it what it comes up. Okay. Stanley Malamed thirst trap. Okay. There you go. Done deal. Okay. Back to the deal. Tim Ferriss's <laughs> favorite sex toy. Uh, and is hailed as a miracle product by countless converts. This subtle slope and firmness of the wedge is ideal for providing support and lift for missionary and anal, as oh. well as providing the perfect angle, angle for longer oral sessions without suffering from a crick in the neck. And that part I hate. I got it. I mean, that's how many times have I ended up in the chiropractor's office, Lance? I, I don't really <laughs> want to know. <laughs> It also makes new positions easier and more satisfying by deepening the angle of penetration to heighten sensation and reach the G-spot. Lance, what do you think of the G-spot? doesn't exist. Plus, use it as a fulcrum point <laughs> under the knees to add oomph to your pelvic thrusts. Once you try it, you won't know how you did it without it. The liberator wow. shapes are designed to work together to create a customizable experience. Huh. Well, You're just going to have to hit up the uh, liberator.com to see these yeah. illustrations that they have. Well, if Tim Ferriss um, says it's okay, I, 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 that's enough for me. Listen, Tim Ferriss' <laughs> podcast that he got famous in his book uh-huh. is called The 4-Hour Workweek. So if he's if his 40-hour workweek is 4 hours, how long do you think his sex sessions are? 14 seconds? In like, a row? Are we really taking advice from him? Um, all right. So back to the original post, my husband and I would uh-huh. love to try something like this to make cunnilingus easier on his neck and minimize some of my issues with my discomfort in my hips and pelvic floor. Unfortunately, it's really expensive. How expensive could this fucking wedge be? Let's look this thing up. I didn't even think about yeah, it. Like, it's know. $93. Oh, come on. It's, it's well worth it at twice the price. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming that it has, it, I'm hoping it does look like it has some material on it, mm, okay. which maybe not be a great choice. I'm hoping. Okay, here we go. Let's just read some of the details. 27 degree angled pedestal, perfect for anal and missionary sex. Better access and lift allows for prolonged oral sex. We've already gone through all this. High density foam supports the body and prevents sinking into the bed while offering angles for maximum satisfaction satisfaction soft microfiber cover feels lush against bare skin cover is removable and machine washable thank god moisture resistant liner good Good. measurement in inches 14 inches long 24 inches wide seven inches high i feel like you can make this out of plywood (laughs) it's probably just as good probably yeah um yeah so the 93 bucks is is a uh is, is a little expensive in their budget. Um, oh, and it has a strict return policy. <laughs> yeah, I would hope. Yeah, I would hope it does. <laughs> I really would. Uh, and I don't want to drop so much money as to only find out it doesn't work with my chronic pain issues. Does anyone know of any other pillow wedges for this purpose that are more budget-friendly? 
I've seen you could pick up a used one, I think, on <laughs> Craigslist probably. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen similar shaped pillows for reflux, but they tend to be too large at a gentler slope. This is more like a thirty degree angle. Uh twenty seven degrees. Yeah. Get it right. Come on. Just if you want to get it right. Um Hmm. <laughs> it's a sex pillow. Somebody said WTF, $93 for a pillow. Somebody replied, it's a sex pillow. <laughs> I just like yeah. that. It's a sex pillow. Yeah. Um. Wow. eBay. Somebody said eBay. Do you really want to buy this used? Uh, yeah. Is this something you want to buy used? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Start shining your black light on that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. No. I don't know if you want to kick the tires on a used one. No, no. Oh. Certain things I just want brand new. Yes. Certain things you want to break the seal on. Yeah. That a sex pillow is one of yep, them. Yep, that would for sure. Um That's pretty much only the only good stuff. Really. All right. Um Yeah, that's I mean there's man, there's a lot of posts on here, but nothing is really standing out. As <laughs> anywhere near as fun as the uh $93 sex pillow. Hachimachi. Lance, when we stumble upon someone's sex pillow post, it's usually time to wrap up the show. It's usually a good idea, yeah. I believe that it's your turn for a song, yeah? It is. Okay, good. I'm going to hit the, the, the high notes here, and uh, and then you'll be ready to, to lay it on me. Um, Hey, share this with your friends. If you have some demented friends who are into, uh, you know, sex pillows and stuff, hit us up. You know, tell them about the show. That's how we grow the show. Um, rate and review. What's your favorite number? Big fan of five. I'm also a big fan of five. I think that's a, a great choice. Subscribe uh, to the show. Um, you can rate or review us anywhere you're listening to the show. Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all of the social bullshits. Social bullshits. Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Funny shit for Dennis and dental team members. And uh, what else is there? What? Twitter, at Winterferences. Yeah. Instagram, at Winterferences. Uh, Lance can be found on Instagram, at DMD. I can be found on Instagram, at Joshua Austin DDS. Smash that follow button. Um, Lance, tell me about your song. Well, you know, ever since becoming a dentist and and think about being a dentist. I had a certain uh, affinity for songs that referred to a, a smile just because it was kind of hit home kind of a thing. And sure. so one that kind of crossed my path just recently was an oldie but goodie one. Are you familiar with the band The The? I am not familiar with that band. All right. Well, there's a song called Uncertain Smile, which is uh, one of my favorite songs of theirs. Um, so... Uh, that's it. Uncertain smile by the the. Would you describe Mona Lisa's smile as uncertain smile? Uh, yeah, I, I think that would probably be a a good description of. Isn't there a song called Mona Lisa Smile? I feel like. I think you're right. Yeah. Or am I? Is that a movie that's called Mona? Lisa oh, smile? I think that was a movie. Yeah, I think it was. Um, Julia Roberts. I think was in, a, in it. Maybe. Yeah. No, I don't know. 
Do you think that you, do you remember? I don't know if this is something that you remember, but do you remember when they used to do like porn adaptations of movies, of like <laughs> box office movies? Do you remember that? Yeah. And they would make like porn names for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So my favorite one ever is is a movie called The Rocketeer and they changed it to The Cocketeer. It's so good. <laughs> Do you think the porn adaptation of Mona Lisa Smile was Mona Lisa's Bush? I'm uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Roberts, Julia Stiles. Uh-huh. The real battle of the Julias there. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst, Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's actually not a bad cast. I think it was supposed to be the female version of Dead Poet Society. Okay, how'd that work out? Yeah, I don't know. Never saw it. Yeah, (laughs) Catherine Watson, Julia Roberts, is a recent UCLA graduate hired to teach art history at a prestigious all-female Wesley College. Could you imagine a fucking art history class at Wellesley College? Can you imagine like just what that is like? Uh, In 1953, determined to confront outdated mores of society and the institution that embraces them, Catherine inspires her traditional students, including Betty, played by Kirsten Dunst, and Joan, played by Julius Stiles, to challenge the lives they are expected to lead. That's exactly what it sounds like. Somebody said, somebody was in a conference room and said, hey, why have they not made a girl's version of Dead Poet Society? Boom. Uh, Because Dead Poet Society is really good Uh and it transcends gender. It's (laughs) freaking amazing. Uh We don't need a girl's version of it because the other one's really good. Uh That's why. That's why. There's no void here. Jesus. All right. (laughs) I'm all worked up. Hold on. Let me go off on a rant about gender equity. Um, (laughs) I think that's going to about just about do it for tonight. There you go. Um, This is, uh, what was the name of this freaking song? Uncertain Smile. Uncertain smile. Uneven smile. No, this is every veneer case I see is an uneven smile. (laughs) Uh, Uncertain smile by the band The The. For Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Waston. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
Shout. I try to swim and pull you out 